Next on BYU Sports Nation, the legend of Tyler Haas grows amidst added national attention. How and why teams can't stop the BYU basketball phenom. It's a tropical Thanksgiving this year for BYU basketball, who's been invited to the premier early season college hoops tournament. Chairman Dave Odom of the Maui Invitational joins us live. Plus, why tomorrow's signing day for football will be unlike any other in BYU history. And an international interview with the Luge Coog, BYU Olympian Kate Hansen. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, Tuesday, February 4th, BYU Sports Nation, back to work. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan sits to my right, wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Show starters! Look, you could call it an effective Monday for BYU Athletics. One, two, three separate Player of the Week honors. Tyler Haas for West Coast Conference Men's Basketball, again. Jennifer Hampson for West Coast Conference Women's Hoops, again. And Raquel Wilman-Hatch, or should I just call her The Rock, as she's better known by her teammates. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship Performer of the Week after an all-around victory against Denver on Friday. Her performance included a 9.95 on the uneven bars. If you're not aware yet, Jerem, the Cougars have an elite athletics program. BYU finished 13th in what's called the Learfield Sports Directors Cup standings in the fall. That is points allowed or, or points given for where you finish in individual sports. BYU finished 13th in that nationally. I mean, BYU has a good, good overall program. You want BYU to compete for some national titles. In the past, they have in, in sports like women's cross country and men's volleyball and whatnot, and won some individual stuff in track and field. But BYU's got a strong athletic program, and uh, as evidenced by what you just mentioned, uh, some good Player of the Week nominations. Individuals putting BYU on the map. Like Jimmer, trending on Twitter last night, Jimmer Fredette, or Swaggy J, as people are now calling him via social media. Kings fans, Swaggy J. Swaggy J. Not to be confused with J Swag Daddy. Who is Jamal Williams, BYU running back, but Swaggy J, Jimmer Fredette. Now hold on. 11 points in 11 minutes, four assists. The Kings beat the Bulls by 29. When has that ever happened? Well, hold on. We're giving nicknames to Jimmer for scoring 11 in garbage no, time. I'm, I'm like, not giving it to him like, for scoring 11. I love that Jimmer scored 11. That has I don't care when to it do happens. With it. They're just calling him Swaggy J. Okay. That, That's just, fun. That's no, fun. has nothing to do with the I want Jimmer to get night. in meaningful minutes and score 11. Someone tried to dunk on him apparently last night, and then he crossed over the dude and hit a three from like 30 feet, which we saw how many times in the Marriott Center? 18. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that's an impeccable memory you have there. Hey, but how about fourth-ranked BYU men's volleyball? This is for you, Jerem. They sweep Cal Baptist. Brooms, baby. Since dropping their opening two matches, the Cougs have won eight of nine. Yeah, all in conference. So BYU's eight and one. They're in second place in the conference. UCLA's played six matches. They're six and zero. Strong start for a BYU team that we didn't exactly know what they'd bring to start this year with three guys gone from last year's national title runner-up. Good well, stuff. One of BYU basketball's uh, critics, and uh, I guess a guy that 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 thinks highly of the Cougars is Jay Billis. ESPN college basketball expert, his top 68 rankings came out again, BYU number 50 this week. So Billis and his cohort at ESPN, Joe Lenardi, their lead bracketologist, they have BYU as a probable NCAA tournament team as of today. In fact, Lenardi said last Saturday, with a win over St. Mary's, they're in. Well, guess what? They won. So when that bracket comes out on Thursday, look for BYU to be in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology bracket. Former BYU basketball star Jeff Chapman just tweeted the following. I had a dream that BYU played in the first four in Dayton and won. Could you see that happening? I could see that happening. Just like it did against Iona. Yes. A Um, memorable contest. The greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history. I hope it doesn't require a 25-point come from behind win. Exactly. (laughs) It's not good for my health. Look, if BYU (laughs) just gets into the NCAA tournament, I don't care how it happens. I just think the, the... the way that they played at certain points in the season, that if they got into the tournament, that would be a success. That would be a good season. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. That hashtag created with the BYU fan in mind, all of you. A 24-7 avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say whenever and wherever as you ponder on that. 
Sound off on today's Twitter question. Tomorrow is signing day for college football. All right. Yeah. What is the biggest need for BYU football? That's today's Twitter question. Weigh in on on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Take a look. The birds will cheap. Tweep. Or cheap. They what? Will, they will cheap or tweep. Che- cheap. They tweep. will cheap and tweep. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> when we cough, we say excuse me. Should we say excuse me when you have a verbal... A verbal mess yeah. up? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. BYU Radio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show also on demand at BYURadio.org, or listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout, people! It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. He's on fire! Nelson banging away from the ball. Here's Haas again from the free throw line. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous right now. He, he's in the ridiculous mode where there's just nothing you can do. Sometimes, no matter how much you game plan or prepare... You just can't stop a guy. You can't. Tyler Haas is in one of those grooves. High confidence, good shot selection, draws a lot of fouls, and his team just won their arguably biggest game of the year. Some people say that it's St. Mary's because it was in conference later in the season. We know Texas was a big win, but still. Big win, big-time player. BYU head coach Dave Rose talked about peaks and valleys last week, the ebb and flow of the game. You know, cliche coach stuff. Well, Coach understands perfectly. This is a peak time for Tyler Haas. Every player kind of goes through offensive uh, confidence swings, you know. And I think right now his confidence really is really high. Uh, and I also believe that uh, you know our guys are really doing a good job of finding him and delivering the ball to him in, in, in places where he can just get a good shot. How does a guy that demands so much attention continue to get his points? Jerem, how does it happen? It's funny because he's not a high-maintenance player. He needs screens away from the ball, but he can create his own shot at times. You've got to have a guy that can hustle so much and get around screens and knows how to... I mean, he's scoring in so many different ways. It's not He's not one-dimensional. It's not off-the-dribble pull-up. It's not get in, just get into the lane. He's doing it in a lot of ways. And his degree of difficulty is so high. You did a gymnastics meet on Friday. Tyler Haw's degree of difficulty is higher than any other player on the court in what he does. He takes tough shots because he can make them. And he knows that even if a guy's hand is in his face, he can make it. So what he's doing is unbelievable because he's being scouted. Everyone knows that Tyler Haw's is the best player on the court in almost every game BYU plays against anybody. We're talking over 35 points a game in the last four. No team across our great land of America that has to prepare for BYU, isn't thinking Tyler Haas is not the guy. Everybody knows Tyler Haas is the guy. we got to shut him down. And they can't. But why? I don't know. You guys know? I watched Tyler wear down St. Mary's defenders on Saturday. A common sight. If you can't keep up, you're going to be made to look silly. Nobody outconditions Tyler Haas. College basketball analyst Blaine Fowler joined us yesterday, and he's witnessing the same thing that we are. Part of the reason he's so confident, I think he's in unbelievable condition. He's one of the best conditioned athletes I've ever seen. He just wears people out. And remember, these are teams that are coming into the game where their entire defensive game plan is around stopping Tyler Hawes. And he runs them off of screen after screen after screen. He just never stops when he doesn't have the basketball in his hands. And at the end of the game, you would think he'd be worn out. He wouldn't have the legs to make jump shots, but he seems to get better, and I think he physically and mentally wears out the other team. And so, so I think it's as much about his conditioning as anything else. He's been unbelievable. How's this for unbelievable? 24.6 points per game, third in the nation, and he's not a point guard. He's not a guy that handles the ball every time up the court. Like Jerem said, he's not a high-maintenance guy. He just runs around a lot and can beat you in infinite ways. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. And in the last eight games, 29.5 points per game, 30-plus in five of the last eight. But he's really doing amazing things at the free throw line, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 88%. He's this season. He has the highest free throw percentage of any player in BYU history. That includes one Jimmer Fredette. One, what was his nickname again? 
Uh, Swaggy J. Swaggy J. <laughs> Tyler Hawes right now, this season, 10th most free throw attempts in America at 183, but the third most makes of anybody in the land. Attaboy, Ty. 161 free throws made. Here's the stat of the day. He gets to the free throw line, too. Th- that's the difference between elite scores. There's the guys that score 20, and then there's the guy that scores upper 20s to 30s. The difference is getting to the line. Now, when you look back at the best performance in BYU single-game history, Jimmer Fredette's 52 points. He shot a single free throw. That was incredible. Unbelievable. That was incredible. Tyler is really smart, though. He knows, hey, I can get to the line. He knows when to attack the basket. You'll see him cradle the ball really hard to avoid getting it stripped, and then he kind of releases it and goes up. He's become a really good finisher as well from the free throw line, from three at the rim. He's getting better in conference. He averages over 26 a game in conference play. The next closest guy, you told me this, Jerem, 6.6 points away is the next closest scorer in the West Coast Conference. It's, it's a runaway for Tyler Haas. And he's opening things up for his teammates. Why is Kyle Collins were so good in that second or third fiddle roll? Because <laughs> teams are focused on Tyler Haas. It be- creates isolation for KC. Yes. And if BYU finishes second uh, in the conference, Tyler has a legitimate shot at being the conference player of the year. Dave, maybe maybe Sam Dower at this point, but Haas is right there. Dave Rose talked about having no seniors. He's never dealt with that before as a coach. Well, Tyler Haas is the guy that is the closest thing you have to a senior leader. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. The biggest day ever. First run play. He'll swing it back to Jamal Williams. What a start for BYU. Touchdown Cougars. Signing day creates a funny mix of opinions, especially at BYU, as you listen to Jamal Williams. a guy. Well, who that was ha- the lady that was screaming in the background? I don't know. That was fantastic, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard her when I was in Houston. Uh, particularly at BYU, signing day takes on kind of this, this unique uh, aura because some fans of the program supporters get super geeked out about it, and then others say it's, it's BYU. Hardly any of these guys are going to make an immediate impact. Hey, we'll see you in four to five years on the field, maybe. Serve a two-year LDS mission trip, then redshirt, and then you'll be a freshman, sophomore, and then you might play as a junior. But this That's class, what it feels like, right? Yeah, this, this class is different for BYU. Like, Jamal Williams is the guy that came in and made an immediate impact. He was yes. the exception. Yes. This year, we're going to see more of that. It's going to be more common. And here's why. There are immediate fixes. Things are changing. The return missionary class is crazy. Last year there were four. This year they're expected to be around 20. 20 (laughs) return missionaries. Is the signing day special going to be two hours? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be an hour. Which, by the way, Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, 3 Eastern, live press conference with Bronco Mendenhall on BYUTVSports.com, and then 8 Eastern on BYUTV. You host an hour-long show, Spencer, with Bronco Mendenhall, breaking down every single guy. High school, JC, RM. No one else is doing this. 8 Eastern, BYU TV. You, you're going to get to know every single guy. And yes, some won't play uh, this year. Some will go straight out on a mission. But guess what? BYU's hoping to sign a couple of JC receivers. BYU's hoping that this RM group can come in and make an immediate impact. Do you know why Bronson Kafusi is going to linebacker? Not necessarily because that's the best fit, but because BYU is loaded oh, man. at defensive line with the RM. So you can put a playmaker at linebacker in Bronson Kafusi. I really like this signing class. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm really excited for tomorrow. As am I. And I, Look, you just made me want to watch. I'm hosting it. Now I just want to watch it, dude. Can you find somebody else to host? Listen, it's it's you. <laughs> I'll host it. It's it's you. Who's going to produce it? That's true. Now, now it's unique because you have uh, we we have video of the JC guys and the high school guys, the RMs, not necessarily, but we break it down like no one else does. Eight Eastern tomorrow, Bronco Hall. It's going to be fantastic. And Thursday on this show, BYU Sports Nation, an extended conversation in studio with Bronco Hall about signing day. So, couple those. You get everything you need to know about football signing day. You and I watched Craig Bills, who is going to be the senior safety leader for BYU next year, when he was a sophomore in high school at Timview. He committed verbally when he was a sophomore, then waited a while before he actually got the signing day experience. That's one of the things we asked him about during our interview on True Blue yesterday. Have a listen. Okay, your off-season underway. What goes into your specific training schedule as you get ready for the next season? 
Well, it all, it all starts with, with film study. I have to go through and, and watch all the, all the plays that I was on last year and, and see what I need improvements on, what I, what I did good, what I didn't do so good, and then, and then make goals according to, uh, to what I saw. And so obviously I, I have a ton of goals physically and, and for my play and everything. So that's kind of what goes into it. And then, and then just doing what the coaches ask us. We'll get into the specifics of those goals in just a minute, but let's bring your team in now. What are you and your teammates doing specifically on the defensive side of the ball to get better after a pretty good 2013 season? I mean, a lot of we're doing a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of seven-on-seven stuff. Um, one of the main things that we, we've been focusing on is, is watching a lot of film because I think that's something that, obviously, if you know what you're doing, it allows you to play faster, it allows you to play more physical, and so that's something that we've been focusing on specifically in secondary I mean, with the linebackers to to come in and watch film and know exactly what we need to be doing. Imagine that. Knowing what you're doing helps you on the football field. It does. It's amazing how that works. (laughs) Okay, 206 days, by the way, to the University of Connecticut. All right. And and so you should mark it down on your calendar. Your team defense has been outstanding for the past two years. What is it that's going right underneath Bronco Mendenhall for BYU? Obviously, Coach Mendenhall, he always focuses on, on complete effort, and, and our guys buy into that. They know when they're coming here, when they're being recruited, that that's something that, that he requires of us. And any any good defense is a defense that's going to work hard and give, give complete effort every play. And so I mean, that's something that really helps us, and it's helped us in the past. We've made plays based off of effort, and and just, I mean, it's it's helped our physicality also. You can see more of that interview with Craig Bills on True Blue. And uh, look, it's on the DVR right now, BYUtv.org slash DVR. There's one thing I want to throw in at, at the end of that interview. I, <laughs> I asked him, who's got the inside track to take over for Daniel Sorensen, who's a huge part of BYU's defense? And he said, Nick Howell. <laughs> the secondary coach. <laughs> well played, Bills. Which I thought was good. That was really good. And, and a reminder, tomorrow, uh, signing day. 3 Eastern, press conference, BYUtvsports.com, 8 Eastern, BYUtv hour-long special. And then Thursday, Bronco Mendenhall in studio to break it down even more with us. Fear not, my friends. Football is just a little bit away. Are you doing okay? Down to Connecticut. (laughs) 205. Drink some water, brother. Here's what I love about this. In TV or radio, you know, it's like, oh, oh my gosh. He didn't clear his throat. What the heck is going on? Just clear your throat, dude. <clears throat> there we go. <clears throat> that better. How now, Brown Cow? <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. That one doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so good stuff from All Bills. Right, if you to want go. to hear more of that, it's on the DVR. 205 days till Kenton and kickoff. Which, by the way, great tweet uh, came in from. I don't. Sometimes I the spelling is such that I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Let's see. Get high. G I T high. <laughs> nice. I'm driving in the car the other day. And I randomly start the Abbey Sports Nation countdown to kickoff. Dun, 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 dun. 2.05. Yep. It's happening. Yeah. Hashtag That's BYUSN. Funny. That's really funny. Then Fiat of Salt Lake, car dealership, tweets back at, at Get High and at BYU Sports Station. Yeah, that'll happen from time to time. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Connecticut is close. I mean, it is. It, we are almost there. <laughs> Uh, keep your tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. What is BYU football's greatest need with this signing class? Sound off. Up next, we're joined by a man who's running the show in Hawaii at the EA Sports Maui Invitational. Why he wanted BYU in next season's premier college basketball early season tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. This is Hawes, now Juicy defending, and Hawes over the top of it. Eight now for Tyler, who's been very patient tonight. Beth Mowens of ESPN on the call right there. She watched Tyler Hawes go off in not one but two games recently against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Lynch and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Football signing days tomorrow. Live press conference with Bronco Mendenhall starts at 3 Eastern on BYUtvsports.com. Then an hour-long special featuring video of the signees at 8 Eastern on BYUtv with Bronco Mendenhall breaking down every signee. We've got you covered at 3 and 8 Eastern on the home of the Cougars. Our Twitter question today is 
Speaking of signing day, what is the biggest need for BYU football? Bronco Mendenhall said outside linebackers and wide receivers. So I'm interested to see how many they bring in that can make an immediate impact. We will be joined in just a few moments by Coach Dave Odom, the attorney chairman of the EA Sports Maui Invitational. In fact, he is joining us right now on BYU Sports Nation, head coach for 22 years at the collegiate level, including 12 years at Wake Forest, seven years at South Carolina. Coach, welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everything's going great. We're having a a good day here in the South. Uh, Weather's great. And... uh, Right in the middle of college basketball, I don't know how it could be any better. <laughs> Agreed. And speaking of good weather, BYU basketball will be playing next November in Hawaii in the EA Sports Maui Invitational. Coach, why was BYU an attractive team for one of the premier early season tournaments? Well, one of the things that I look for when I choose teams to come to Maui is uh, uh, a national brand, uh, a team that you know carries a great deal of respect uh, you know, across the uh, uh, continental United States and beyond, and uh, nobody can argue. BYU certainly qualifies there. Uh, you know, beyond that, um, you look for teams that have uh, made their mark in difficult conferences. BYU is is certainly in a in a in a really strong conference out in in the West out there. I look for teams that come from different geographical regions. Uh, next year, the uh, the 2014 field, uh, we've got. Three West Coast teams. We got um, Arizona. We got San Diego State. We got BYU. So, you know that gives us a strong presence on the West Coast. And BYU again is very, very important from that standpoint. But when you go outside of the West Coast, um, you know a, a team like San Diego State. I, you know right now they're number five in the country, and so you know they've got a national presence. But when you compare them to like BYU over the course of several years. BYU would win out there from a, a national presence and a national brand standpoint. And they've got good basketball. I mean, uh, the history, tradition of the Cougars, you go back to Danny Ainge and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Jim Fredette and, and others, uh, you know, they just got really a good tradition. And we think they're a natural um, choice for, you know, coming into the uh, Maui Invitational at this time. Dave Odom is on BYU Sports Nation, the tournament chairman of the Maui Invitational. It's a big-time tournament. Everyone knows about it, and, and it's probably the premier tournament in the uh, non-conference. Nah, don't play. say probably now. Come on, go ahead and give it to us. The, <laughs> the, the tournament, the premier Come tournament. On. I love Come it. On. It's fantastic because... I love BYU. you got to love the tournament. Come on, give me Fair enough. Love. Fair we enough. Do, we do love the tournament. You know, what I, you know what I love, too, is that surfboard. So Saturday... The surfboard is part of the official invite to BYU. How do we get a surfboard? Well, everybody in the tournament, uh, you know, gets a surfboard. And, you know, the interesting thing, uh, you know, we have what we call Maui on the mainland, and there are four teams that uh, play kind of a preliminary type of tournament of which uh, BYU will be part of. But, uh, uh, you know, not uh, th- those four teams do not go over, but they still get a, a surfboard. Nice. Because we consider them to be part of the tournament as well. And, you know, the uh, the history of that particular part of the tournament, we used to give the surfboard to the teams once they arrived on the island themselves. And that was nice. We could do it out by the, you know, the ocean, Pacific Ocean, and, it was a, a nice setting and everything. But, you know, our, our staff got together and we thought, you know, uh, that really does not – it, it kind of cheats the fans back in Provo and Salt Lake and uh, the Utah itself, you know, the fans. We wanted to make them part of it. So instead of, you know, waiting to BYU gets to the, the island itself, we decided to make the fans part of it by giving the surfboard to the team – to the university, and to the fans at a time decided by the university itself. Some of the teams wanted it midnight madness. Some of them wanted it uh, maybe a homecoming of a football game. BYU decided they wanted it at one of their their games. So thus we um, we sent a crew out. We sent the surfboard out, presented it, uh, I guess, last Saturday. And from everything I heard, it really went well. I was talking specifically about the two of us because paddle boarding is something you can do on one of the many lakes here in Utah. You just stand up and, you know, you paddle along. How do Spencer and I acquire a Maui Invitational surfboard? Well, you've got a master 
paddle boarding on ice. Okay. For, mm. Okay. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, don't, let's don't go straight to the water. But uh, <laughs> listen, I, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Um, you, give me your bosses' names and their numbers, and I'm going to recommend that since you guys have been so kind to me, that you be allowed to go to Maui when the Cougars go yes! and the tournament from over there. Thanks, and, uh, Thanksgiving will you know, be part wonderful. Of, part of them coming is you guys being invited. Head co- oh, former head coach Dave Odom. Look, you were, you you were already one Thank of you. my favorite coaches in college basketball ever, not only because you went in on New Year's Eve, I believe, in 1997 Ooh. and beat arch-rival Utah uh, on their home floor with, <laughs> with one Tim Duncan. So you were already high on the list for me there, Coach, uh, as a BYU supporter. Now you're, you're top of the list because you, you well, promo- you're promoting yeah, getting us to Hawaii. I story about that. That, you know, is, that was amazing you can remember that, but we were on the plane – going out to Salt Lake. I'm sitting on one aisle seat. Tim Duncan is sitting across the aisle from me. He's quiet as he always is. They've got the kid Van Horn uh, on uh, Rick Majerus' team. And it was the first ever midnight, uh, New Year's Eve midnight game on national TV. And I said to Tim, I mean, he's solemn over there. And I said to Tim, Tim, now you know we can win this game. And he raises his head and looks at me. He said, of course we can. Why else would we come? It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and that's the way he was every night. But uh, we did end up winning, and it was a great basketball game. Now, I, I would now say that the Maui Invitational is far and away the greatest <laughs> tournament in college basketball. Uh, Thank you. Is that Thank a fair you. assessment, given the conversation Thank we've you. had here? Oh, it took us five minutes to convince <laughs> you. You're, you're an easy take. <laughs> how, how long before you figure out uh, who, who's playing who when? I, you know, I don't do that until July, uh, and the reason for that is I want to see what the rosters look like in July. You know, it's easy to say, well, this team's going to be good. Arizona's number one in the country or whatever, number two now in the country, so they're going to be the number one seed. It may not be, because you don't know who's going to be on their roster in July. You know, in, in BYU's case, for instance, you know, you've got the going and the coming of the mission assignments and, uh, you know, those kind of things, so... We won't make that decision until July, and then we'll feed that out to ESPN, and then they'll they'll get it out to the teams. Coach Dave, I'll be fair, believe me. Okay, if you've got some, if you've got somebody you'd like for them to play, just send it to me, and I'll consider it. Uh, San Diego State is a natural rival. They don't get along very well with BYU. Uh, and Arizona would be great. So yes. those are my two requests. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> He's writing them down right now. Coach Dave Odom, attorney chairman of the EA Sports Maui Invitational, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Coach, you are a former Guilford College dual sports star. I learned something about you today as I was doing a little bit of research. You played quarterback and on the basketball team. How did how did that come to fruition that you ended up on the basketball side after being a quarterback star? Well, I actually came to college uh, on a uh, football scholarship, and uh, you know I played my first year, and like most of them, didn't play a lot my first year. And uh, intramural basketball started, and I went out and uh, I took my team to the inter- the, the uh, legendary Guilford College uh, uh, intramural championship. And <laughs> Everyone knows about that. <laughs> We had a new coach that year in, in, uh, at, the, at the college there, and he saw me play one night. And, um, you know, I do have very big hands for a guy my size. And he saw me playing one night and, you know, called me over and uh, asked me if I'd ever thought about playing college basketball. I said, well, you know, I don't know how that would work. He said, well, it'll work fine. <laughs> so uh, the next year, um, actually that year, um, I went ahead and uh, finished up playing that year. And next year I – Play both, uh, you know. Just uh, it just worked out. I don't know. I, I was able to to do it, and uh, probably at that level, the time commitment is not what it is at say the BYU level. Uh, you know, you got you know BYU hopefully plays right into Christmas. You know, when they go to a bowl or something. And at Guilford, you know, we were through pretty much uh, before Thanksgiving, and you know, I could go on into college at that time, and um, I ended up. You know, finishing up football, basketball, all the way through, and had a great time doing it. If anything, it gave you the ability to multitask, and you certainly have to do that as the attorney chairman of the EA Sports Maui Invitational. I, I want to know how early do you begin recruiting and scouting teams when you're compiling this tournament? How far into the future do you have to look? 
Well, that's up to me, but uh, basically I, I know the business pretty well after being, uh, this is my fourth year of doing it, fifth year, I guess. Um, I, I can tell you now that we are completely full through 2016. Wow. And I and I have one spot available in 2017. I uh, have not gone beyond that, but, uh, you know, that tells you that it's uh, it's a little bit analogous to football scheduling. Football, they schedule pretty far away. Maui Invitational, EA Sports, Maui Invitational. We schedule, I try to schedule as much as four four years ahead, three to four years ahead. I don't want to be caught short, so I try to stay on it pretty good. Is BYU uh, an option to have another appearance in the future? Well, you know, they, re- they really would be because of the reasons I gave you early on. Um, I know Dave Rose. I have a lot of respect for him. Wonderful coach, an even better person. I uh, love his wife. Uh, she's uh, she's great as well. Um, you, you know, the, the the thing about BYU is if they keep their program going uh, at, at a very high level, and I have no reason to believe otherwise, uh, they would certainly be uh, attractive, uh, you know, sometime after the four-year mark. You, you know, they can't come back but uh, once every four years, so I'd have to wait beyond that. So 18 would be the next year they could come back, but... Uh, one of the things that I will tell you, and this kind of leads us into uh, something that is very important to me, and that is how they follow. In other words, if the fans follow BYU and support them over in Maui, if they travel good, uh, then that would certainly help me and encourage me to, uh, you know, send another invitation uh, to BYU in 2018 or beyond. I think the selling points are there. Hawaii, and if you're a BYU sports fan and you want to watch good basketball, the EA Sports Maui Invitational is the place to do it. Coach Dave Odom joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we appreciate the time. I'm going to ask you one final question. It's true or false. I want you to put your college basketball analyst hat on. BYU, true or false, is an NCAA tournament team this year? I would say not at this time, but I do think before the end of the year they will play themselves to that uh, uh, into that position. There you have uh, it. I think, I think if, it, if it ended right now, no, uh, they probably would not be. Uh, they, they played a really good schedule, but I do think, uh, you know, they, they've got a really good, they're in a good conference. They've got enough difficult games in the conference. If they can win some key games and then do well one or two games in the, in the tournament, uh, I think they will. I do think there's one more thing we need to talk about. If you, if you give me just a second. Sure. Uh, you've got a lot of fans out there listening to your program. I know that. Um, any of them that are interested in finding out more travel information about the EA Sports Maui Invitational, if you would encourage them, and if you'll mention this to them uh, several times during the broadcast and beyond, www.maui-invitational.com slash travel. That will get them all the information that they need on getting out there, travel information, ticket information, hotel lodging, anything else they need will be on that website. If you can get that to them, I'd appreciate it. Consider it done. All right, guys. Thanks for the time, Coach. Great talking to you. Great having you with us. All right, Coach. We'll talk to you later. Go Cougars. Thank you very much. Dave Odom on That's BYU That's the way Sports to end Nation. an interview. <laughs> Can we give Dave Odom a rise and shout yes. right now? Yes. There we go. I love it. 12 years at Wake Forest. Tim Duncan's coach, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy. Great stuff. Interesting perspective. Right now, he doesn't think BYU is an NCAA tournament team, but BYU will play itself in. Will play their way in. I wonder if he has a Twitter account. I checked and could not find one. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. Tomorrow is signing day for college football. What is the biggest need for BYU football? That is our Twitter conversation today at Crazy Kook Fanatic says, most important question for signing day special, what kind of snacks do you have planned, this, Spencer? This is big time. <laughs> uh, I think I might have to whip out something with jalapeno. Like I'm, I might, be, mm. I bring, I might bring out the big guns. Like He's some mentioned chips. that, like the jalapeno next level. chips are, create a next level scenario. So huh. I may have to get some of those for Bronco tomorrow. At Laser Sheep, in all seriousness, bringing in guys who fit the program is most important to me. Then positions, JD Falsev kind of dudes. 
If I had to pick a need, I'll go with a solid tight end so we can once again throw passes to a big guy. BYU's bringing in a 6'7 and 6'8 tight end off missions, by the way. Oh. You're going to have four dudes 6'6 or taller in the receiving core. At, mm. at Twitter, pated, oh, stinking line. <laughs> Think he's passionate? Yeah, keep him coming. Hashtag BYUSN. Up next. Remember the loose Coog Jerem? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going back down the track with the loose Coog, Kate Hansen. <laughs> BYU Olympian. She joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars, you're just joining us only 205 days away from Connecticut. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Football signing day tomorrow. We got you covered on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That's right. Three Eastern presser with Bronco Mendenhall on BYUTVSports.com. Eight Eastern on BYU TV with Bronco breaking it down with you. David Nixon, Brian Logan on that show as well. And then Bronco Mendenhall will be in studio with us Thursday uh, for an extended conversation about football signing day. We've got you covered like nobody else. That's how we do it. Love the tweet coming in. Uh, uh, this from, I, I believe it is... At Parker Lauren, yes. yes. In reference to Dave Odom, former basketball coach at Wake Forest, Tim Duncan's coach, uh, also the chairman of the EA Sports Maui Invitational. Please have Dave back on in July when the Maui schedule is out. I'm loving his humor and stories. Oh, at, that, that's going to happen. At EA Sports Maui, uh, NV, or is it LNV? LNV, uh, said, consider it done. Oh, it's they done. They tweeted that, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we got other people tweeting in saying, take me too. I want to go to Maui. <laughs> he was lobbying for us to get to the, to the islands. Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> I love Go it. Cougars. I Loved wonder if it. we can find someone to lobby for us to get to the Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Mm, not going to happen. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Listen, listen. It's a busy month for you. That's Dave true. McCann, Dave McCann's in Russia. He's already saying We got a lot going on. Signing day, True Blue, Beer Sports Nation. <laughs> Dude, it's busy. I wouldn't miss it. The Luge Coog. You heard of her? Yep, you probably have if you're a listener of BYU Sports Nation. We spoke with Kate Hansen earlier, just prior to her leaving some U.S. luge team training in France for the Olympic Games in Sochi, Russia. The conversation began there with Kate, who is traveling the world on the Luge World Cup circuit. She just picked up a huge win. And I, I had to ask her, how many languages she spoke and, and how is her French? You know, this is the first time I've been to France with the team, so my French is very subpar, but um, <laughs> I'm, I can dabble in German, so that's mostly what I need to know. So I can, I can hold my own in that, so that's really all that matters, right? Absolutely. Kate Hansen, German speaker, world traveler, U.S. Olympian, BYU student on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we dubbed you the Luge Coog, and your mom has certified that as an appropriate and certified nickname. How do, how do you feel about the Luge Coog uh, a little more than a month after we gave it to you? Um, you know, it's definitely growing on me, and, you know, I guess if my mom supports it, then, then I guess I'm all about it, too. <laughs> Fantastic. And you mentioned the different countries you've gone to. Uh, you were in Latvia over the weekend, and you won one of the World Cup races. The I guess the highest you'd finished is fourth. What did it mean to win the, win the gold, and what does this mean for the Olympics? Um, it was very surprising, to say the least. Um, but I was obviously very stoked. Um, I've never thought that I would ever medal in any World Cup in my life, yet alone win one. So um, it was pretty unbelievable and still hasn't really quite hit me. But um, as far as the Olympics coming up, I mean, everyone's been asking me if this would put more pressure on me. But I think I still stand by what I said about a month ago that I just don't want to make a fool out of myself. So well, I guess we'll just see how it all goes. And you mentioned wanting to finish, you know, top 10-ish. Is that still the same even though you won the World Cup, or do you think maybe you have a better shot? Um, you know, I think I have – I think I just got a big boost of confidence from last weekend, and so I think I'm in a really good mindset. And so um, definitely a top 10 would make me pretty happy. Um, but if I keep this ball rolling, then I think maybe – a top five may be a little more plausible, but um, I just I don't want to expect um, expect or assume anything. Kate Hansen, the Luge Coog, joining BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Kate, uh, for those people that are not Luge experts, how specifically does that improve your chances at the Olympics by winning a World Cup event? Um, 
I mean, the only thing I really would change is my attitude towards everything. So personally, I mean, it's been it's been pretty great. And but also, it does put me with if in um, the top ten. Currently, I'm ranked about seventh in the world, and so because I am ranked top ten, then I will have a better draw for the Olympics. And so. Um, so it, it, that means I'll have better track conditions. So it actually does kind of help my race. So when when athletes uh, plan a sporting event, normally they get some tickets that they get to give out to their family. If Spencer and I showed up in Russia, would you have tickets for us? Could to you hook us up? A luge event. As you know, I got your back. Yes, this is good. <laughs> we got, we've, we've got to keep ourselves in, in check, right? Got to make sure that the, the important people are there. <laughs> yeah, obviously, but obviously if you come, the red carpet's going to be rolled out. So <laughs> we, we would like it to be blue, but that's fine. Any kind of carpet will do. We read the article in the LA Times about you, uh, which was really good by your neighbor, uh, who's on PTI, my na- or uh, around the horn, Bill, Bill Plasky. Plasky. Uh, that was fun. And in that, he kind of talked about how when you were 10 or 12, you're sliding down the street, you know, on... Uh, different stuff. Uh, have you had the the surreal moment yet of you know I was there and now I'm here? Um, yeah, you know I actually kind of think about that a lot. Um, it's been it's been pretty crazy to think about. I mean, it's just been a long road, right? And I don't know. I, I guess I just never ever really dreamed this for myself. I never really thought it was realistic to be an Olympian or like. I never thought it would really fit into my life the way it has. And so, I mean, looking back on all that, it's just kind of cool to, like, connect all the events in my life just to see how it's all led up to this one point. So it's pretty surreal. Kate Hansen, the Luge Coug on BYU Sports Nation. Kate, you were dubbed one of the 11 awesome women to watch at the Olympics by the Huffington Post. Uh, when, when you are included in that group, how does that make you feel? I mean, obviously, I'm honored and very flattered because, I mean, every time the Olympics come around, you're always, you know, just on Yahoo News looking around, and they always do those those things. And so, I, I mean, you always think, like, oh, how cool, you know, would that be, you know, to have someone even know my name or even just notice me or even just to be, like, I don't know, someone of interest. And so all of a sudden to just get an email one day and just to see that, it, I was like, whoa, this this is real. This is this is happening, and this I like. I still really can't put it into words, and I mean, I guess that's just social media for you, right? Because I, I mean, I never, I didn't do anything for that. They honestly must have just like, because some of the pictures they found were like from my Instagram, so they must have just been following me on social media, and voila, now I'm on Yahoo News, so and Huffington Post, so it's just been crazy. And let's remind people how they can follow you on Twitter at Cater Tots. Will you spell it out for us? Um, it's K eight, as in the number eight. E R T O T Z. At Cater, about my Twitter handle. <laughs> at at, at Cater follow her on Twitter for a good time. You tweeted the, uh, I guess the opening ceremony is kind of. It looks like an ugly Christmas sweater kind of deal. What do you think of that? You know, um, there have been a lot of opinions on all that. Um, personally, I'm about it. I mean, it could not be. It screams America. <laughs> yes, it does. It's a piece of America. Yes, it does. And we will tweet out a I link mean, of that. It, there's nothing more patriotic that we could wear. So, as a proud American, I'm very excited to wear it. And you'll win every ugly Christmas sweater party ever from now on. And you're like, well, this is actually from the Olympics, so I win. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking we've all been saying on the team that when we get old and we have kids, all you know, our kids are going to go to these parties and we're going to walk out in our sweater and be like, well, back in my day when this happened, this is what we wore, and then we'll just make fun of us. It's, been, it's, it's a joke. When we get you in studio next time after the Olympics, after you've had your successes in Sochi, will you please bring that sweater with you? I, ha- I have to witness it in person. Hey, I'll bring it. Just okay, for you. Done. I, want, I want you to go to the Wilkinson Center, one of the student <laughs> buildings on campus, and just eat, you know, Chick Fil A or whatever. And you're just in there in your Sochi, you know, Olympic 2014 sweater. Olympic sweater. That'd be awesome. I now, mean, come Christmas time, you know, I can't make any promises, but you may or may not, you may or may not see it on campus. But we'll have to see. 
There it is. Believe it. So NBC is going to interview you. You're going to be at some point. You know, you're going to become a star of the Olympics, and one of the people mentioned, and hopefully BYU's mentioned in there. LA Times has already talked to you. We want to make sure that you remember the little people. Remember we, the roots. We've been with you for a long, long time, Kate, like a month, and we just we just <laughs> feel that we just want you to remember us when you win the gold in Sochi. Okay. <laughs> Hey, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. Uh, now I have. I know you're a big Lakers fan. Yeah, and, and I have to go there because you made it a point to talk about how much you loved the Lakers last time you were here with us. Uh, how's how's your Laker fandom going from Europe? How's my my Laker fandom? Is that yeah, good? yeah. Um, you know, it's going pretty good. It's actually really ironic you say that because I'm actually wearing my Magic Johnson jersey. Oh, are you? Nice. There you know, have but, it. Um, you know, I guess I'm just trying to spread the good word of the Lakers. <laughs> Europe, you know? The gospel of the Lakers. Time, you know, to see, get as many followers and fans out there. But, um, I mean, there's, there are a lot of haters, as there always is. I mean, especially in Utah. But um, I'm just trying to see if there's other fan base out here. But it's, it's actually funny because one of the Korean athletes saw my headphones. I have Laker headphones. Of course you do. And he, like, he doesn't speak English, and he pointed to my headphones and was like, my team. My team. <laughs> like, They're a world unifier. <laughs> okay, uh, you, you do understand that the Lakers have the same exact record as the Utah Jazz right now, 16 and 29. Like You, you, you know that, I mean, right? obviously we had a rough year back here, but you know Kobe's back on the mend. And I mean, I'm just kidding. I can <laughs> a bunch of... A bunch of you know lame things right now, but you know it, it's all about the journey, boys. You know we can't we can't look to the end. We just gotta gotta take it day by day, and you know just keep our heads down. <laughs> Kate, what is it that we could get from you from the Sochi Olympics that we could put in our man cave here at the BYU Broadcasting Building? Will you at least think about that? Something we could get? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll ponder that one for you. I'll see. I'll see what I can wrap my hands on. We've asked a lot of you today. We've asked you to wear your sweater on campus and, and to bring us something and to not forget us. Are you, are you sure you're up to the task? Yeah, I mean, for you guys, yes. like, I, think, I think I can handle, it. I what, can handle it. What is harder, what you're being asked to do in Luge or what we're asking you to do <laughs> from this show? I mean, definitely, I don't know, your demands seem a little high for me, so <laughs> I'm really just going to have to keep focusing on what you guys want and hopefully I'll come out on top. Kate, we are two of your biggest fans. Super stoked for you. The World Cup win is huge for your personal career and for your positioning at the Olympics. We will be rooting for you all the way. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much, guys. How cool is Kate Hansen? The coolest? That's cool. A BYU student in the Olympics. The BYU student in the Olympics. That's fantastic. She's a sophomore. She can only take like six credit hours a year because she's literally she's so busy, traveling yeah. the world, yeah. competing on the U.S. World Cup circuit. Look, though, I've heard the BYU Independent Study commercials on this very show. She can get it done outside that. Go get go medal in Sochi. It, I mean, even if she doesn't medal, just getting there is amazing. That's fantastic. Good luck, Kate. We're rooting for you. The Luge Coog! as so dubbed by BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow is signing day for college football. What is the biggest need for BYU football? Keep your tweets coming. Hashtag BYUSN. You know what time it is, dude? It is time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Tyler Hawes is the WCC Player of the Week after another 71-point performance and two wins against Pacific and St. Mary's. Boom! Women's basketball. Jennifer Hampson is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after averaging 21 points, 14 rebounds, and five and a half blocks per game over the last two. She also shot 73% from the field. Is that good? Yes. Men's volleyball. The Cougars swept Cal Baptist last night to improve to 8-1 and one in Mountain Pacific Sports Federation play. That sounds like something from Star Trek. BYU's in second place behind UCLA with the rest of this week off. For heading to Pacific and Stanford next week. Warp Cougars in the association. Jimmer Fredette, 5 for 5 shooting last night. 11 points in 11 minutes, 4 assists in the Kings' 29-point win over the Bulls. The funny thing is, he's now known as Swaggy J by no, some not. Kings fans. No, he's Swaggy not. Swaggy J! Gymnastics. You stop it right now. <laughs> Raquel Wilman Hatch won Conference Gymnast of the Week after winning the all-around against Denver on Friday with a score of 39.425. Bang biscuit. She just about pulled off a perfect 10 on the uneven bars. Perfect 10 is uh, 
pretty good what I hear. Yeah, 995, which is a career best for her, understandably. Tremendous. This Friday, gymnastics again on BYU TV. Against Utah State. Did you hear that, Ben Bagley, producer of BYU Sports Nation? Cougars hosting the Aggies. It is happening this Friday. Cougars versus Aggies. Let's do this. Later this week, Bronco Mendenhall in studio Thursday to break down all of the signing day recruits. Insider access with the head football coach of BYU and Dave McCann. Live from Sochi, Russia. Believe it. We saw a picture of The difference of him in front is what? 11 hours? Was that what we figured out? We saw him in front of the Olympic Cauldron, which is soon to be lit yesterday. Dave McCann. You got to love the Olympics. Friday is the opening ceremonies. We're gonna give fantastic. Out, we're going to give out a couple of rise and shouts today. Ooh. The first goes to Dave Odom. Go Cougars! I love the way he ended that. That was fantastic. <laughs> he ends the interview by shouting, Go Cougars. Go Cougars! <laughs> there you go. Love it. He was... He, was, uh, he lobbied he, for us tons to go... Of personality. He lobbied for us to make the trip to Maui. This is not happening. For but, BYU Sports But, but I like the gesture. I he, really want to get a, a surfboard, and he, he's like, well, you could do it on the ice. Yeah. It gets warm here. We can do it on the lakes. Pat, have you paddleboarded in Utah? I have not paddleboarded. It's fantastic. It's Bronco, one of Bronco Mendenhall's favorite yeah. things to do before a game day. You just put a surfboard out on the water, you have a paddle, and you just go around. It's awesome. sa- it sounds, it's more fun than it sounds, I promise. Our second rise and shout goes to somebody in Sochi, Russia. Not Dave McCann, but rather the luge kook. Kate Hansen. Just picked up her first World Cup win. The first World Cup win for any American loser on the women's side in 17 years. Well done. She's ranked seventh in the world. I mean, out, an outside shot to medal, but still being there, super cool. Last night, Kathy Aiken did a story on True Blue on Kate Hansen. So if you want to uh, get to know her a little bit more in addition to that interview, you can see that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sports. Get it done. Our Twitter question today. That was like a really deep breath. Do you hear that? <gasps> I don't know Again, why. the live breathing element. Something. What's what's going on here? I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> our Twitter question today. Our Twitter question. Are today. you having a breakdown here? No, I'm not. Just let me is get. This, let me, is this a ra- Is this a radio intervention for you, Jerem? Yes, I'm right here. Leave I can. Me alone. I can hear you. What does BYU football need the most out of this recruiting class? Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's Twitter time. At Handerton0203 says, oh, as, as an offense? Is that? Is I think it's O L as an O line. O line. That's an un, that's lowercase L. I thought it was an exclamation it's, mark. Okay, offensive line. Okay, offensive line. Fine. Hey, finish strong, you, you man. You finish the show, Jerem. I'm out of here. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's do this as a team. Okay, fine. I'll stay. Are you going to finish that? I, I, he said O line is by far the biggest need for BYU, in my opinion. Yeah. Done. I Finished. Think, I think that's big. You know what? I don't. I'm not sure that the the improvement comes from the class as it come as much as it comes from just improving the guys you have. You need some new blood, sure. But I think it's going to be the majority of the guys that played last year. At H Collar 88, a strong tight end that is a good security blanket for Taysom. So, yes. so a blocking tight end is what he's talking about. Somebody that can catch a pass when you need him to, but can block like no other. The offense will change, though, because right now, BYU does not have a tight end. Tight in, in that he sits on the line, right? BYU's flexing him out. He's just another receiver right now. I guess that means we have to end now, doesn't it? Oh, man. That music means we're done. Thanks to our guests today. Fantastic stuff. Dave Odom, Kate Hansen. We heard from Craig Bills on True Blue as well, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, who came up with the Luge Coog, by the way, name, and engineer Aaron Evans. This might be the greatest last two minutes of the radio show I've ever had. Hmm. Not follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and oh so much more. Episodes of the show each day on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougars!